Praise the Lord, a very good evening to one and all. Could we just quickly settle down into our seats? <coughs> you know, before we begin the service this evening, I uh, just want to make a quick announcement that at the end of the service, uh, there will be a Mongolian couple that will be coming to share with us their ministry, the work that they're doing in Mongolia. Uh, they are actually from Focus of the Family in Mongolia, all right? So those of you who have signed up, uh, please proceed to the side hall. There will be a little bit of light refreshment. For the rest of you, if you haven't signed up but you want to be interested in this talk, you are still welcome to sit in and listen, but don't take the food. Okay, because it's limited, all right? Because you all don't sign up. We'll ask you all to sign up, you all don't sign up, okay? But anyway, never mind. If there's enough food, you can please help yourself, all right? Uh, they're not here yet, but probably they'll be, I was told they're on the way right now, okay? The other thing that I want to share with you before Mingui comes to lead us in the time of worship is just to let you all know some exciting thing that's happening in our church. <laughs> now, I think some of you know that at the end of every year, in the Boys' Brigade, we have some primers that will be coming in. Now, the primers are actually the SEC4 students from Anglican High School. They have uh, finished their studies and they want to come and serve back uh, in our 14 Koi company. All right. And those of you, you realize that last year we had quite a big of, uh, number of primers. And also because of they coming in, most of them are not Christians. And again, you probably recall that uh, uh, through this primers, as we minister, as we share with them the gospel, uh, in fact, two of them are part of 516. In fact, one of them, Anson, you recall Anson, he was baptized, he was confirmed, and he shared, he gave the testimony during our Christmas. Yeah, he's one of those primers. And this year is no different. This year, we have four new primers coming to join our 14 Koi. Two of them are, well, Christians, but they are not really actively in their church. Two of them are non-Christian. And so I just want to exactly share with you that uh, this weekend, or rather last weekend, Joseph and I, we kind of did a Christianity connect with them, a little bit like an alpha program. And um, the good news is that as we shared this good news, one of the boys, hallelujah, right, one of the boys gave his life to Jesus and he's now uh, a believer and he says that he's coming to join 516. So shall we just give glory to God? <laughs> amen, amen. Well, the other non-Christian boy, he kind of a bit hesitant, but we could sense that in time, we'll be able to get him. And for the other two who, yeah, you know, really lukewarm Christians, we're hoping to minister to them and eventually they'll be part of the church. So God is really doing exciting things in our midst. So may we all be challenged to, to continue on, all right, in our vision of living a lifestyle of evangelism and a culture of discipleship. So with that, I just hand over to Mengui to lead us in this time. Shall we all rise right now? As we start today's service, let us just spend this moment to remember God's love, this amazing love that has shown to us. Just like how God has shown Himself real to the primers, so all the more we need to pray that we understand God's love, how deep is His love for us. So as we sing the song, let us be in a meditative mode and to really reflect about our week and to give thanks to God. Spirit. 
sing this amazing song. Brothers and sisters, we have come together as the family of God in our Father's presence to offer Him praise and thanksgiving, to hear and receive His holy word, to bring before Him the needs of the world, to ask His forgiveness of our sins, and to seek His grace, that through His Son, Jesus Christ, we may give ourselves to His service. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, God is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us confess our sins to Almighty God. Let us sit or kneel. Let's allow the Holy Spirit to examine our hearts and minds and bring to our remembrance ways that have strayed from Him.
together as a body of Christ, we say together, Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our fellow men in thought and word and deed, through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault, we are truly sorry and repent of all our sins for the sake of a Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us. Forgive us all that is past and grant that we may serve you in newness of life to the glory of your name. Amen. Let's hear the forgiveness. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in life eternal through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Welcome, church. Uh, shall I, before we begin today's praise and worship, shall I invite all of us to stand? and turn to the people around you, on your left, on your right, in front of you, behind you. You can give them a high five and say, it's so great to see you today. Uh, with four people. <laughs> Good to see you today. <laughs> yeah, it's so great to see everyone on this Saturday evening, and today we are going to be gathered, you know, even though today's band is a bit stripped down, it's really just me and Auntie Peggy uh, playing on the keyboard down there, but don't worry, we have a big choir today, right? So many people, okay lah, my side, fewer people, down, down there like very popular like that, I don't know why, <laughs> okay, because today we're going to do something uh, special, I mean we have actually done it before but not very sure whether you still remember, we're going to sing the song, You Are Holy, Prince of Peace. This song speaks about who God is, how he has revealed himself to be, uh, shall we have the lyrics for the chorus, chorus 2. Okay, so what we are going to do is that when we are going to sing this chorus, right, uh, you're, you're the Lord of Lords, you're the King of Kings, you're mighty God, Lord of everything. We really want to sing with faith because this is what God has said who He is. And indeed, that is who He is. So, we are going to do this, okay? When I sing, I will be singing the first half. So, you're the Lord of Lords. So, when I sing, right, the people at my side will sing along with me, Okay? Although we are fewer people, but I think we can sing louder than the other side, right? It's so soft, right? Okay, we will see Michael's side. So after I'm done, you're the Lord of Lords. You are King of Kings. Okay, so uh, people at Michael's side, you all sing along with Michael. Okay, uh, try to be louder than my side. And then we will continue, okay? You are mighty God. Lord of everything. Lord of everything. Lord <laughs> of everything. So sorry. Lord of <laughs> everything. You're Emmanuel. You're the great I am. <laughs> You're the Prince of Peace. Who is the Lamb? Yeah, something like that, okay? So we are going to really do it. Uh, it shouldn't be just me and Michael. So let's sing this along. Ready? Let's see how it goes, huh? You're the Lord of Lords. You are King of Kings, you are mighty God, Lord of everything, you're Emmanuel, you're the great I am, 
You're the Prince of Peace, who is the Lamb. You're the living God, you're my saving grace. You will reign forever, you are ancient of days. You are Elf, <coughs> sorry, beginning and end. You're my Savior, Messiah, Redeemer, and friend. You're my Prince of Peace, and I will live my life for you. So the very last bit, right? You're my Prince of Peace. That's when both sides will sing together. Clear, clear? Yeah? Let's try this again. I will sing to and worship the King who what am I doing? Sorry, chorus two. You are Lord of Lords. You are King of Kings. You are mighty God. Lord of everything. You're Emmanuel. You're the great I am. You're the Prince of Peace. Who is the Lamb? You're the living God. You're my saving grace. You will reign forever. You are ancient of days. You are Alpha, Omega, beginning and end. You're my Savior, Messiah, Redeemer, and friend. You're my Prince of Peace, and I will live my life for you. Okay. Right, so um, let's begin right from the beginning. You can clap along as we go. Ready, go. Come, let's clap. You are holy, you are holy, you are holy, you are mighty, you are mighty, you are worthy, you are worthy, worthy of Worthy, you are worthy, worthy of praise. 
Father, we offer our lives right now before you. God, you know our heart. You know our desire. You know our thoughts. Every part of us belongs to you. Father, we want to be transparent before you, God. We want to open our hearts for you to enter. God, you say in your word that I stand at the door and knock. Father, you are that God that draws us to you. As a father, welcoming your child to be in your embrace. God, we don't want to run from you. We want to run to you. For in you, God, we find the sanctuary where we can enjoy, God, peace, joy, and grace to carry on in this journey of life. Father, you know what we have gone through um, in our lives, in ups and downs, God. Not sure, Lord, um, what you have for us in front of us. But God, we know that you are our shepherd. You're the holy one. You're the awesome one. You're the powerful one who will walk us through every step of our way. 
So give us faith to believe and trust in you, that you will guide us. And Father, we offer our hands, our heart, our minds to love you. Come, Lord Jesus, take your place in our lives. Amen. As we sing this song, church, let's remember that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. A thousand generations freedom. above them all 
it is in heaven. Lord, may you give us our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom and the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Together we say, Amen. Let's give God a clap, our friend. 
please be seated as we have the announcement video. Well, church, once again, a very good evening to one and all. And for those of you who may miss uh, my earlier announcement uh, at the beginning of the service, uh, this evening is a privilege that we have after service, a uh, special guest from uh, Focus of the Family, Mongolia. They'll be here to share with us the ministry of the work that they're doing there. And uh, so with that, uh, and they are here today, and I just want to quickly introduce them to you. I hope I got the name correct, huh? Uh, <laughs> We have firstly Miss Konguzu Tuya, correct? Pronounced correctly? Yeah. <laughs> She's the clinical counselor and the CEO of uh, Focus of the Family, Mongolia, and her husband, Gansuk Chulukbat. <laughs> right? Gansuk is the senior pastor of a Blessed Hope Church, and together with his staff, where is he? He disappeared. Raptured. All right. His name is Bata, right? Yeah. All right. So they'll be here to share with us uh, the work. Uh, focus of the family is doing in Mongolia, especially to the uh, youth, right? right? So they will be held at the side hall. So for those of you who register, as I mentioned, do proceed at the end of the service to the side hall. There will be some light refreshment. Those of you who didn't sign up, you may want to attend. Yes, please do so, but do not take the food. All right, with that, I will now... Oh, and yes, by the way, and I also shared with you this uh, before the service, right, about the guy, the BB boy that... Uh, me and Joseph, we ministered to that he came to the Lord. But Joseph just informed me that he came just now for 516 service. God is good. Amen? Amen. All right, with that, we're going to introduce Louis now to come to share with you more exciting news about our church camp. Uh, we'll play the video first. Lord, you're the ancient ruins you are rebuilding a holy nation for your great name hello this is bishop samuel from bolivia i'm speaking to you from uh, the other side of the globe 
and I want to extend to you uh, special greetings and to also uh, tell you that uh, I am personally quite thrilled and uh, excited to be given the opportunity to share God's word with you uh, during the church camp uh, this year in June. I was pastor of All Saints uh, English congregation from 1988 to 1992 and the Lord used uh, All Saints English to bless me and to make me grow as a person and as a pastor. And I sense that as I come back to minister to all of you, I, I sense that, you know, what you gave me, he will give back to you uh, in double. And my prayer is that, uh, you know, we're in a new season. The Lord is doing something new. It's, uh, it's beyond uh, our understanding. And for some of you who feel that, well, you know, all this is for young people, I want to encourage you that, no, it's for, it's for everyone. You know, I'm 66 years old and I believe uh, with all my heart that, uh, that the Lord has something in store for me as well and that there's one more or two more uh, laps for me to uh, run in this race, uh, this, this, uh, this race which will finally uh, culminate in my uh, fellowship with him. So expect great things from the Lord during the church camp. He will speak to us. Beautiful ashes, the joy to face tomorrow. Heavenly melodies, as on the stars to praise, will stamp on the God of generations. Oh, for the glory of the King. Okay, so hi church, I'm Louis, and I'm from the publicity committee in the church camp committee. So yeah, thank you for all the sign-ups that we've gotten so far and keep the sign-ups coming. Yeah, so we've heard from Bishop Raphael, which will be our camp speaker this year. And then he'll be flying all the way from Bolivia, which he's currently based at. So we hope that you're all excited for the camp now. And for those who have signed up and made special requests, um, we will get in touch with you soon and let you know whether we can accommodate to them as well as the additional costs involved. And then lastly, we'll be starting a collection of payment next month. So all payment is to be done at the church camp booth, which, which will be outside of the main sanctuary. And we'll also let you know whether you're qualified for early bird pricing. So yeah, thank you, and continue signing up. Thank you. For the reading of God's word, let us uh, kneel or sit to pray. Let us pray. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we pray for people everywhere, of every race, in every kind of need. Make your ways known on earth, your saving power among all nations. Especially we pray for the war between Russia and Ukraine, many lives are lost on both sides and many more to come. And it grieves many people around the world how life are lost in this war and the continuing suffering and pain and trauma from the youngest to the oldest. Many death, many pain, many sorrow. Lord, we ask for your mercy, 
to reign supreme in his place. We pray for your peace, the peacemaker, to make peace possible when it seems humanly so impossible. Grant all the leaders who are gathering together time and again the wisdom from above to guide them into way of peace and civil behavior that life may be brought back to normality. Pray for the damage that's already been done and inflicted on both sides of this war. Pray for the healing, the sustenance, your grace and mercy to preserve the psychological well-being. Time and again, with all this bombardment, it traumatizes them severely. We ask for your mercy and your grace. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for the church throughout the world, guide and govern us by your Holy Spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace and the righteousness of life. We thank you for all saints English. We thank you for your ever presence working in and through many lives. We thank you for Bishop Raphael, who were for a time be instrumental in bringing growth, inspiration to many lives then, and I'll continue and will come and share more of your work in his life where he is now in Bolivia to encourage us so that we may be spur on to growth and greater growth and greater maturity in where you have situated us. Pray for all those who have signed up and continue to sign up to grant them a joyful heart to gather together as your people under the teaching of your servant so that we together with all who have signed up will be inspired to serve you moving forward. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We commend to your fatherly goodness all who are anxious or distressed in mind or body. Comfort and relieve them in their need. Give them patience in their sufferings and to bring good out of their troubles. Father, we know that families are always under siege. We know that there are so many struggles and we have here so many teachings about human sexuality that have many times undermined the family structure. We ask for wisdom upon your servants as they share your word from your word and to guide us into the way of truth, holiness and righteousness. We also want to remember people that we know who are currently in distress. We want to remember them right now in our hearts. So, Father, we commend to you all those in our hearts to your loving hands. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. Mike Tess. Sorry, shall we rise for the offer tree song?
hearts of Christ passed down through generations. The Son of God teaching us to pray. Echo words, Father, have your will, your way. have the scripture reading. Good evening, church. Today's scripture reading is taken from Acts 9, verses 1 to 9. And second reading is from 2 Corinthians 10, verses 1 to 6. Acts 9, verses 1 to 9. But Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues at Damascus, so that if he found any belonging to the way, men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. Now as he went on his way, he approached Damascus, and suddenly a light from heaven shone around him. And falling to the ground, he heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, Who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. But rise and enter the city, and you will be told what you are to do. The men who were traveling with him stood speechless, hearing the voice, but seeing no one. 
Saul rose from the ground, and although his eyes were opened, he saw nothing. So they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. And for three days he was without sight, and neither ate nor drink. Now reading from 2 Corinthians 10, verses 1 to 6. I, Paul, myself entreat you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ. I, who am humble when face to face with you, but bold toward you when I am away. I beg of you that when I am present, I may not have to show boldness with such confidence as I count on showing against some who suspect us of walking according to the flesh. For though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ, being ready to punish every disobedience when your obedience is complete. This is the word of the Lord. Good evening, brothers and sisters. I really thank God for <clears throat> the opportunity to share the Word of God with you today. You know? And uh, we are now embarking on the theme of gentleness. And today, uh, we learn how to welcome one another. So let us open this time with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, May you transform our hearts by the power of your word. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. I love to use cartoon. Today, we, let us take a look at uh, the character of my favorite apostles. And he is none other than Paul. Now, in today's scripture reading, uh, which you have just heard, Okay. We learn that Paul, before his conversion, he was called Saul. Right? Yeah. And he was breathing death threats against the Christians. His mission was to persecute Christians, bind them and bring them back to Jerusalem for the prospect of being stoned to death like Stephen in Acts chapter 7. And Paul was bold and zealous, okay? It's just that his boldness and his zealousness was for the wrong cause. Yeah. Saul, on his way to Damascus, as we have heard his conversion story so many times, you know, that he had a dramatic encounter with Jesus Christ. 
So what did the encounter do to him? First, his name was changed from Saul to Paul. I'm sure all of you uh, know that. Some people say that, hey, Saul is his Hebrew name and Paul is his Greek name. So effectively, there is no change, right? But we certainly know that his entire person was changed from the inside out. And we can witness that change from the letter that he sent to the churches as well as to the individuals. From a man, he was reading death threats. He was transformed into a man who begged the Galatian Christian to be like him. To be like him as he was and he became like them. And he was also transformed to be a man that always gave thanks to the believers in the Ephesian church. And he was transformed into a man of prayer. Pray with joy for the Philippian believers. And he even called them his beloved and considered them his joy and his crown. And to the Colossian believers, he says, put on the heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, and love. In fact, he asked them to bear with one another and forgive one another. Imagine a man who used to breathe death threats, trying to tell you to put on love. Unbelievable. If we were friends of Paul before his conversion, we probably do not want to mess around with him too much. Okay? We always say a leopard will never change its spots. Well, Paul did. And to God, all things are possible. To the individuals like Philemon, Paul actually appealed to him in an old prisoner of Christ for his runaway slave Onesimus now become a follower of Christ. Even though Paul actually had the authority to command concerning Onesimus. So, there's significance in the name change, after all, for he has become really a totally different person. We all have encountered Jesus in our own ways, right? That's how we became Christian. But did anyone here encounter Jesus in a dramatic way like Paul did? If you have, you should testify like Paul. He did it to the Jews. He testified before uh, Festus, before Felix, before King Agrippa. Now, if we felt the same before and after the encounter, maybe we might want to consider a deeper encounter with Christ again. Now, I say this especially for the second generation Christian born in a Christian home. I always tell my daughter, don't write on your parents' faith. Have a faith of your own. Personalize God as God personalized us in His new covenant. Whether we have a dramatic 
encounter or not. Most important thing is that we are transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit. Now today, I want us to look at not the superficial act of welcoming one another. Rather, let us look at the attitude of welcoming one another, empowered by the fruit of the Holy Spirit. So the question we need to answer is, do we have a welcoming heart like that of Paul after his conversion? Let me draw three lessons we can learn from Paul's letter. Firstly, I think I have not been moving my slides. A welcoming heart restore those fallen from grace with gentleness. We can read that from Galatians chapter 6, verse 1 and 2. Now, we may from time to time encounter a brother or a sister falling away from grace due to some fault probably of their own or maybe a wrong decision that they have made. Now, in Acts 9, we see Paul himself was fallen. Yet, God called Ananias to restore him. Now, we, are, we who are spiritually mature should reach out to them and seek to restore their faith. This reaching out is a sign of our welcoming back our lost member, just like those in Jesus' lost parables. For the parable of the lost sheep, the sheep wanders off. Probably there's a greener grass on the other side, you know, and then make the wrong decision and then don't know how to come back. You know. For the parable of the lost coin, you know, uh, the loss is probably due to circumstances, you know, uh, like for example, parental objection, cannot come to church, you know, so due to the coin is inanimate, so it cannot get lost by itself, right? And in the parable of the lost son, willful walking away from the Lord is a story which is a deliberate act of rebellion or disobedience. But Paul said we need to welcome our fallen members in gentleness, not in an attitude of judging others in arrogance. You know. Sometimes our culture causes us to be ungracious to those who have made mistakes, especially to those in leadership position. We expect them to be flawless, but we make, all of us make mistakes, right? To err is human. And we need to be readily to accept one another when true repentance is offered by the fallen. Now, in the parable of the lost son, the father of the lost son didn't banish him some remote corner of the earth when he repented. No, instead, the father embraced him in love and celebrated his return to life again. So let us not be the cause for that brother or sister losing his or her faith totally in Jesus Christ. Because ungraciousness drives one further away from Christ. And we would then misrepresent Christ through our ungraciousness. But instead, 
let us reach out with love just as God reached out to us in love through Jesus. For such is a heart of welcoming. Secondly, a welcoming heart restores soured or broken relationship. Romans chapter 9, verse 1 to 5. Paul's fellow Jews fell out with him after his conversion. Many of them, especially the leaders of the Jewish sect, tried to kill him. You can read that in Acts 9, 23, 24. We can read again at Acts 21, when Paul was in Jerusalem, what did the Jews do? The Jews created a sin. Some even make a vow not to eat or drink until they have assassinated him. Even the apostles were afraid to accept Paul. Only Barnabas was the one who restored him to the apostles. When you read in the later part of Acts 9, but actually deep down in the heart of Paul, he was even willing to put a curse on himself if only his fellow countrymen would turn to Christ. Paul said in Romans 9 verse 3, he says, I am speaking the truth in Christ. I am not lying. My conscience bear me witness in the Holy Spirit that I have great sorrow and unceasing anguish in my heart. For I could wish that I myself were a curse, separated from Christ for the sake of my brethren, my kinsmen according to the flesh. The Jews' rejection of Paul and the gospel brought anguish and sorrow to him. How about our church? Among Christians, there should be no enmity within the community of Christ. I pray that if there is, we will be able to forgive one another and bless one another from our hearts. Just as Jesus who gave himself up for us by becoming a curse on the cross so that we may receive God's forgiveness. We are familiar with the Lord's Prayer in Matthew 6. Do you know that the last four verses, the word forgive is repeated six times? And in the two verses that follows, Jesus actually warned us that if we do not forgive, neither will God forgive us. Why so? As Christians, we are to emulate our Father in heaven in forgiving others. Forgiving others is pleasing to God and is a sign of really welcoming, a welcoming heart towards one another. Be perfect, just as your Father in heaven is perfect, Jesus said in Matthew 5, 48. This means be completely like your heavenly Father who is complete in every way. The attitude of unforgiveness really misrepresents God and does not reflect who God is. So how can we be completely like our heavenly Father? 
Paul says, I have been crucified with Christ, and it's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself up for me. Now, Paul says his entire being, his personal character, personal attitude, personal behavior, action, thoughts, are all thrown out of the window. In place of them, he put on Christ's character. God, Christ's attitude, Christ's behavior, action and thoughts. Of course, including the virtue of forgiveness. Now, if you see Paul today, you will see Christ. It should be the same for us as well. When people see us, they should see Christ. Therefore, Christ-likeness in us is the key to a welcoming heart. And thirdly, a welcoming heart admonishes to build one another up in Christ. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, the second reading that you have just heard. You know, Paul encourages us to admonish one another in love or teach one another in love. To admonish is to set our mind or set the mind in the right place. And that right place is none other than the Word of God. He said, I pour myself and treat you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ. Because he has put on Christ, you see. So he says, by the meekness and gentleness of Christ, I who am humble when face to face with you, but bow towards you when I am away. Now Paul was actually so meek, so gentle to the point that people say, hey, his bodily presence was weak and his speech of no account. In truth, Paul was still as bold in his admonition as he was before his conversion. It's just that his boldness before his conversion was translated into active pursuing imprisonment and death. But after his conversion, Paul's boldness was translated into his letters. I thought that was a brilliant move. It is like to scold, yet not dare to scold, you know, or to admonish, yet not dare to admonish. Although some scholars say, oh, because he's afraid, that's why he used the letters, but I don't think so. We can read from the letters that he admonished the Galatians and the Corinthian church for their wrong thinking and their wrong action. He said to the Galatian uh, church believers immediately after his greetings, he said, I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting him who called you in grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. And then further down in Galatians 3, he says, Oh, foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? Are you so foolish, having begun by the Spirit? Are you now being perfected by the flesh? Well, you can imagine Paul saying this in their faces. But he chose to be bold in his letter when he was away. 
and to the Corinthian church in 1 Corinthians 4.18. Paul said, Now, some have become arrogant as though I were not coming to you, but I will come to you soon, if the Lord wills, and I will find out how, not the words of those who are arrogant, but their power. What do you desire, he says? Shall I come to you with a rod? You know, uh, I think we can imagine when we were young, our parents coming after us with a rod. Or with love and the spirit of gentleness. Paul rebuked the Corinthian believers for not removing this immoral man who had an affair with his father's wife. You can read that in 1 Corinthians 5. And towards the end of 1 Corinthians 5, the NIV translated Paul as saying, expel that wicked person from among you. The, the Greek word expel is really passed as Aries active imperative. Basically, it is like a command with an exclamation mark. So you can see the words are very strong. Even in NASB, the, the New American Standard Bible capitalized the whole entire sentence. Now, if Paul was there in their presence, what would he do? He would have caught that immoral man by the collar and butt him out of the church. I'm sure he would. If before his conversion, he was so, so fierce. Likewise, for individuals like Philemon, Paul says, Though I am bold enough in Christ to command you to do what is right, if Onesimus has wronged you or owe you anything, charge that to my account. I will repay. But, you always have a but. His but, don't forget you owe me even your life. Strong words. Furthermore, Paul even tell Philemon, prepare a guest room for me, for I'm hoping that through your prayer, I'll be graciously given to you. Imagine if you are Philemon. After receiving such a bold letter from Paul, how do you feel? Especially when Paul is coming to stay in your house. Will you be anxious? Indeed, there would be fear in our hearts if this letter is written before his conversion. But we know Paul. Paul will surprise Philemon by his meekness and his gentleness, just like he did to the Corinthians. In Acts chapter 9, verse 28, Paul began to preach boldly in the name of the Lord. And down to verse 31, the church had peace and was built up, walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit. There is a need to be bold, brothers and sisters, especially when we need to admonish one another. But Paul said, admonish for the purpose of restoration and building one another up. In Colossians chapter 1, verse 28, Paul says, We proclaim him, admonishing every man and teaching every man with all wisdom, so that, that's the reason, we may present every man complete in Christ. So the ultimate result of restoration and building one another up 
is to present every man complete in Christ. And the word complete is actually the same Greek word teleos used in Matthew 5.48 by Jesus when he said, Be perfect just as your Father in heaven is perfect. So the purpose of admonition is to bring one another to completion or perfection in Christ-likeness. We should never admonish in order to shame somebody or to treat our brothers and sisters like enemies, only for building one another up. Let me read 2 Corinthians 10, 8 and 9 in the easy-to-read version for you. Paul says, It may seem as though we boast too much about the authority the Lord has given us, but He gave us this authority to strengthen you, not to hurt you. So I will not be ashamed of whatever boasting we do. I don't want to think don't want you to think that I am trying to scare you with my letters. Paul is indeed bold, but he's not trying to scare people with his boldness in his letters. In fact, if you read on in Second uh, Corinthians chapter 10, he says, some people say Paul's letters are powerful, and sounds important, but when he is with us, he's weak and he's, he's the worst speaker I've ever heard. Paul said those people should know that when he is there, he will show the same power that he's shown in his letter. So Paul is, can be bold in your presence, but he chose not to. Basically, he's trying to say he will come with the rod. Therefore, a welcoming heart admonishes for the good of one another in order to build one another up so that we be found complete in Christ. I know there might be concern of souring one's relation with the one that we admonish. You know, I would say, ah, admonish my friend, ah, no lah. You know, later we have broken relationship. Oh, admonition within the church should begin with the willingness to receive admonition. Let me repeat that again. Admonition within the church should begin with the willingness to receive admonition. And the book of Proverbs has much to say about the willingness to receive admonition. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 13 says, Take hold of instruction or admonition. Do not let or disregard. Guard her, for she is your life. Proverbs 10, 17 says, Whoever heeds instruction or admonition is on the path to life, but he who rejects reproof leads others astray. Why? Because he rejects, he refused to change. Therefore, his error is passed on to other people. Proverbs 15.5 says, A fool despises his father's instruction or admonition, but whoever heeds reproof is prudent. As we have learned about humility last month, uh, in the last month's sermon, 
let us be exhorted to exercise this humility in being open to receiving admonition so that we can be built up ourselves and in turn build up one another. So, brothers and sisters, in conclusion, what have we learned today? Let us welcome, have a welcome heart towards one another in the community of Christ, like ours. First, in restoring our fellow members who have fallen from grace in gentleness. Second, in restoring our broken and soured relationship with one another by forgiving one another. And thirdly, by admonishing for the purpose of restoring and building one another up so that we may present everyone complete in Christ. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, as your children, we want to emulate you completely. Give us a heart of welcoming one another, not only in words, but in power. May we extend your grace to those who have fallen by loving them just as Christ did and restoring them to you and to the community of Christ in gentleness. May we restore our relationship with one another and maintain that harmony and unity in Christ, fulfilling the call of his high priestly prayer. Instill in us, Lord, the humility to accept admonition from others and give us the bonus to admonish the wayward in love and be patient in restoring and building up one another so that we may be complete like Jesus Christ in every way. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Shall we be seated whilst we sing this response song?
Let us receive God's blessing. The peace of God that passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of His Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you now and always. Amen. Church, let's rise as we sing the closing song. Once again, let's sing this with faith, declaring that God is holy God. You are holy. You are holy. You are holy. You are mighty. You are mighty. You are worthy. You are worthy. Worthy of praise. I will follow. I will follow. And I will listen. I will listen. And I will love. I will sing, and I will sing to and worship the King who is worthy. And I will love and adore Him, and I will bow down before Him. And I will sing to and worship the King who is worthy, and I will love and adore. again let's split you are lord of lords you are king of kings you are mighty god lord of everything you are Emmanuel. you're the great i am you are prince of peace who is the lamb you're the living god you're my saving grace you are reign forever you are rich in our days you are alpha Beginning and end, you are Savior, Messiah, Redeemer, and Friend. You're my Prince of Peace, and I will live my life for you. Let's sing this again one last time. You're my Prince, you're my Prince of Peace, and I will live my life for you. service is over and once again please be reminded that if you're attending the talk later please proceed over to the right hand side my right your left uh, to have your refreshments and yep see you next week